0: It's time to watch a movie you've never seen. There might be some ninjas or a crazy death machine. There'll be smiles and there'll be tears. You won't watch another movie for about eight hundred years. It's time for death by video.
1: Hey, how's it going? Oh,
2: it's going. Okay. Yeah. Surviving. Good. Still surviving. In 1993. I, I I don't know <laughs> if this 1993 era agrees with me.
1: <laughs> You're supposed to talk into the mic kit. What
2: what microphone are you talking about? I'm just sitting here in a non-abandoned video store in 1993.
1: But, but there's this mic that we're supposed to talk into because 1993 Graham said so.
2: I'm so confused.
1: I want to go home. I'm I'm a bit homesick. 1993 is kind of a bummer. I've already lived through 1993
2: once. Yeah, and it's not even as good as 1994. I mean, I could hang around for 94,
0: but Oh, hey guys, you're still here. This is great. You know what I was thinking after I left last time? Um, I, you guys should just work here and stay here forever. Ah, uh, forever. Ah, uh, forever. Um, forever.
1: Um, this wasn't the career path I had
0: in mind. <laughs> Why don't you want to stay, Phil, or Kit, or Phil?
1: Um, well, uh, being that we are from the future, um, no,
0: you are not from the future.
1: I I hate to burst your bubble, by I am. It, it's you need to suspend disbelief a bit, but it's be. <laughs> Stop you, calling we, me 1993
0: Graham. There is only one Graham.
1: What happened to your voice, 1993 Graham? Um, Nothing
0: has happened to my voice. Uh, what is wrong with your voice?
1: Uh, Puberty. Um, no, but uh, it's it's not as it's hard to tell. In 1993, but it's the video store industry. It's not a sustainable model.
0: And you are lying. The James Cameron films will keep the video stores going for decades to come.
2: <laughs> oh, James Cameron! You you like James Cameron, Graham?
0: Yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah. What do you What do you like about him? Well, his third acts never fall apart. He has really great character development, and I just you know I I just imagine a day when he can make a movie set on an entirely different planet where like human beings can go there and can inhabit other bodies, kind of avatars, if you would. Oh God! And they're there in search of some some kind of unobtainable entity that can create energy but they have to like bomb some trees and then the avatars fight the people to protect the trees Uh, in a very long and plotless pointless movie with no character development. That's what I want.
2: That's what you're hoping for? Yeah. I think James Cameron may be listening to you right now. Oh, oh,
0: that'd be so good.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I, I, You know what? It looks like Graham... Smells like Graham. What? (laughs) Sounds like Graham. I don't think this is Graham, though. What are you talking about, Kit and Phil?
1: I have my suspicions as well.
2: The Graham I know thinks James Cameron is an overrated hack.
0: You keep your mouth shut. (laughs) You silence that (laughs) anti-Cameron cynicism.
2: I can't. He's also going to make a movie about Titanic.
0: That sounds delightful. (laughs) I hope it's three hours long and stars Leonardo DiCaprio.
2: It'll also win all the Oscars. Leonardo DiCaprio, the guy from Growing Pains? Yeah,
0: he's great.
1: (laughs) And Critters 3.
0: Why don't we watch a movie to celebrate this? We actually selected uh, the 1981 slasher Graduation Day last week, in case you don't remember, due to its song Gangster Rock which is a tie-in to our last episode, Gone with the Pope, currently available on SoundCloud and iTunes. I don't know why I looked into an imaginary camera to say that.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I had a hunch that uh, due to your, uh, because you usually don't, I I know you love James Cameron, but because you're such a Wheel of Fortune enthusiast. uh, Yes, Vanna
0: White is in graduation day. Phil did his research. Yes. I did. Thank you, Phil. I appreciate it.
1: Merv Griffin is obviously a fan of mm-hmm.
0: *Graduation Day* as well. Definitely, yeah. It was, stars a pre *Wheel of Fortune* Vanna White. It also stars uh, George Stevens, who is in *Pieces*. And uh, what other film was he in? That's quite good. He was, he was in a bunch of um, 1970s thrillers and 1980s films as well. Go go, Kit. What no, you gonna I
2: was going to wait till you finished your
0: thoughts. No, that was into that thought.
2: Oh, just uh, there's a few, there's a couple RIPS to address.
0: Oh, oh yeah, like yeah. Powers Booth. Yeah. Old, yeah, that, that really stings. He was so good in Deadwood. He was, like, he is the best part of Red Dawn. I, I, I'm not a fan of that movie, but I love his character in that film. Just kind of, like, dressing down all these, like, asshole teenagers. Like, what are you doing, morons? This is a war, not a game. Wolverines. That doesn't mean anything. <laughs> I've never seen Red Dawn, but I oh believe you. Oh, my God. You. It's here on VHS. Literally, it's here on VHS. <laughs> oh, I, my God. Yeah. I can see it. Yeah. Yes. And
2: also noted thespian Chris Cornell. Uh yeah, the musician Chris Cornell. I think
0: he was in singles, wasn't he? I think you're thinking of Eddie Vetter. I think
2: they're both in it. Yeah, yeah. There's They've... a bunch of cameos mm-hmm. in that
1: one. I don't recall Chris Cornell, but he, he did it was his first soul song at least on the soundtrack for singles, the song Seasons.
2: Yeah.
0: Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, no, it's 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 super um. We know Soundgarden
1: do. They they are at a Soundgarden show. once seeing the movie, they're mm-hmm. playing the song "Birth Ritual," which go. is
0: also on the single
1: soundtrack. By the way, I own the single soundtrack on compact disc.
0: <laughs> Ooh, CD—the vinyl—the format that'll never go out of style. No, um, never replaced those god awful vinyl records and their warm sound and great artwork and all that <laughs> horrible crap in 1993. <laughs> that is,
1: you know, a bit of tree about singles is that um, the movie sat on the shelf for a year. Um, mm-hmm. People thought that the movie was cashing on the grunge explosion. It was not. Cameron Crow, it actually
0: predated it, didn't
1: it? It did. It predated it by almost a year, mm-hmm. but Warner did not know what to do with it. And then Nirvana and Pearl Jam blew up. And then Warner was like, yes,
0: we have an opportunity. <laughs> we have the grunge movie. Let's call it. Let's screw the name with singles. It's called the grunge movie. The
1: grunge movie. And yeah, so it came out, but it's still bomb. But the soundtrack was a hit, like a lot of '90s soundtracks to mm-hmm. movies that bombed, like Reality Bites and Hackers. Oh, uh, Reality Bites! Yes, yes, yes. and Empire Records. Empire which-
0: Records didn't they have two soundtracks for Empire Records? They might have like more Empire Records. Yeah, they, which they, was kind of a thing because like two soundtracks for Hackers as well. I always remember yes, that. Yes, they
1: did. Uh, two soundtracks for Trainspotting. Yeah, But soundtracks- that
0: was a good movie. Yeah.
1: Yes. Uh, Forrest Gump soundtrack was huge. In the well, 90s. that was a, that was already a double disc. Yeah.
2: yeah. And
0: oh. uh, even. Um, uh, Days confused, confused had two soundtracks as well.
1: There were right. so many songs in that movie, though. Yep. I know it was almost one And that's and
0: of yeah, and unfortunately, it kind of like led to the whole like jukebox mm. uh, yeah. soundtrack that that followed after it.
1: I I think it was. I don't even think it was Richard Linklater's idea. I think it was the producers that were just kind of like, mm-hmm. we we need to like really emphasize this is a 70s movie we're just gonna yeah, cram as many 70s but they, they, but they 70s. wanted
0: to actually get like contemporary bands uh, mm-hmm. covering it for the actual soundtrack release right. and Richard Linklater was like no you can't do that you gotta release the and also that kind of predated the like there was no good compilation. but so many movies after that did that which <clears throat> yeah. just made it horrible well most infamously was uh, Detroit Rock City Yeah, um, so I do had, remember yeah those. if you remember that yeah. it was like Pantera covered uh, Cat Scratch Fever yeah um <laughs> Everclear covered the boys are back in town. Oh, I forgot about Everclear. Yeah. Um, the Donnas covered Strutter, which was actually not that bad. Okay. I like I like their cover of Strutter.
1: The Donnas were fun, yeah. yeah.
0: they were. Um, and then there was a bunch of other crap as well. Uh, yeah, like
1: record. they did that with uh, that that movie 200 Cigarettes, like all those Yeah.
0: Although I have a, I have a I have a weird place in my heart for 200 Cigarettes. Yeah. Cuz it just so remi- it reminds me of like my 20s even though I saw it before I was in my 20s. Mm-hmm. And just that, you know, wandering the city late at night trying to find a party to go to. Trying to meet that special someone and not getting
1: it. And it was that late Versace era of Courtney Love.
0: Uh, yeah, yeah. When Courtney briefly found respectability before quickly jettisoning it for she was she was Dutch
1: dating uh, Ed, Ed Norton at the time. Oh, Ed Edward was, Norton, good old Eddie Norton. <laughs> not Ed Norton of the honeymooners. Uh,
0: Eddie Norton face. Yes, that's my fan, my my friend. Um, so Phil,
1: fill us in on the rest
0: of uh, graduation day. The movie we're going to be watching tonight.
1: Oh, I didn't uh, read the plot. I just went through the cast.
0: Um, and Vanna White uh, caught your eye? Yes, Van
1: mm-hmm. White. And also, there was another dude who was on a um, reality show on VH1. Not that you would know that, Graham, but um, no. it was a reality was show called... Conf- Graham, and no. regular Graham wouldn't know that. It was on a VH1 show called Confessions of a Teen Idol. Although almost none of the uh, people who were on the show were... It's Teen Idol, like, very d-list It was like the brainchild of Scott Bayo, the show, and uh the asshole older brother from The Wonder Years. Uh, okay, cool.
0: Yeah, it's it's a stacked cast of like veteran character actors yeah, in this film. Yeah, yeah. Um and it's a early eighties slasher, which is near and dear nearest and dearest to my heart. I love these films to death. Um and it's post and it's not even cashing in on Halloween. It's not even cashing in on uh, Friday the Thirteenth. It's cashing in on like Halloween, Two and My Bloody Valentine and April Fool's Day and all those films. Um, but it's I thought it was
1: cashing in on the higher rate of uh, high school graduates.
0: Yeah, that too.
1: The plummeting dropout rate.
0: Yeah, the early days plummeting dropout rate of high school graduates. <laughs> Phil, you light up my life and bring so much to this podcast. Thank you. That was that was. I can't top that, so we're just going to go right ahead and watch the movie. We'll be back in a moment with more 1993.
1: This is graduation day. I'm Graham, by the way. I'm Phil. I'm Tim.
3: Just friends. Well, so-
0: Was graduation day, and we're back. Hello, <laughs> Kit's about to die. The uh, the film obviously th- took that much of a toll on him. It did. Yeah, he's a little overworked at the video store. Yep. Yeah, 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 yeah.
2: You're really uh, quite the taskmaster. Okay. Task taskmaster.
0: Yes, I am. Do the tasks for your master. <laughs> oh God. Um. Uh. So the. <laughs>
2: That was graduation day.
0: So that was graduation day. Um, it's uh, we did a little or Phil uh, did a little bit of research. Cost uh, the budget was two hundred fifty thousand dollars approximately, which was around the standard for slashers at the time.
1: And uh, the profit, uh, the pulled in almost twenty four million at the box <clears throat> office. So I'm I'm guessing that's nineteen eighty one dollars.
0: Yeah, that'd be nineteen eighty one dollars. And that's the thing, like, slash movies were always profitable, and this was one of the more profitable ones. It, uh, infamously wound up on the video nasties list in Britain, and was a, considered a controlled video cassette, uh, which was the equivalent of, um, narcotics, but for film. What, what's a video nasties? So, in the, um, the early 80s, um, you had the conservative, uh, conservative, uh, British, uh, Prime Minister Margaret Thatcher come to power. You had all these groups that, like, rally up around being anti-punk rock, but punk rock in England kind of faded uh, very late 70s very early 80s and they were left with nothing to to basically galvanize the public towards their cause, so they turned to horror movies on video and how um, if something's in a theater, it's controlled, it's regulated, but uh, if it's on video, anyone could get it at any point because there are are VCRs in every home in Britain and children can see these movies and all grew up to be sociopaths and serial killers and the rapists and everything. Um, and it actually resulted in the uh, uh, Controlled Video Act, uh, which was nicknamed the Video Nasties. And there were about 80 <laughs> films, around 80 films or 70, between 70 to 80 films that were on this list that could not be um, rented or sold in any shape, way, shape, or form in Britain. And
2: uh, That just makes them more exciting, though, doesn't it? I know, it of does. Of course it does. But
0: yeah. the crazy thing about it was it was such a controversial, there's actually a really great documentary called Video Nasties, the definitive guide about it. And but it was it was it's interesting because a lot of the um, there were some British people who uh, had lived through World War II and were uh, living in Germany at the time, and they compared it to book burning by Hitler because um, it focused largely on foreign films and film and films featuring um, left wing viewpoints. I mean, and of course the nat- the natural ones were there: Cannibal Holocaust, Cannibal Ferox, Cannibal Apocalypse, and for
1: some reason the movie Possession.
0: Yeah, Possession. Um, that that is a movie that could change your mind. Yeah, Yo, for of sure.
1: It's it's very intense and incredibly disturbing. Yeah, but I I can't imagine. I, know,
0: uh, I love that film so much. You've never seen Possession, Kit? I've never heard of Possession. Oh my!
1: It's not the Gwyneth Coming Paltrow, uh, Aaron to... Eckhart movie. It's not Sam. Neill, oh, damn Isabella it. Johnny.
0: Yeah, yeah Isabella Johnny, Sam Neill, directed by. Um, and Andre Zulowski, Zulowski? Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Who also did a couple of my favorite films, uh, L'Amour Brock, a.k.a. Mad Love, and uh, Le Femme Publique. Um, which are just two.
1: What's her face from the Breathless Breathless Remake? Uh...
0: Is that
1: her? Yes. She was in Le Femme Publique.
0: Oh my God. That's where I know her from.
1: Yeah, she did that right after the Breathless Remake.
0: That kind of makes sense now. Shaky, she went back didn't... to France.
1: <laughs> like, if you went to the Breathless remake, you know what we were know.
0: talking about. It. Yeah, starring Richard Gere. That we talked about in episode one of Death by Video. Ah, uh, episode one, but Which wait. I would not know anything about you because I am there. 1993, Graham. Um, 1993
2: till infinity.
1: Yeah. Sh- nice uh, Souls of Mischief <laughs> reference there.
2: <laughs> I, I felt like it was needed, I was waiting for it.
0: <laughs> okay. <clears throat> um. But yeah, so anyways, it was on the on the video nasties list, and uh, it was essentially treated like uh, cocaine or heroin in, in England. Um, one guy, one video sto- independent video store owner, got railroaded when he um, got popped. He got arrested because he rented a God, what video was it? I think it was like some some dumb nonsensical like slasher movie to someone who was like fifteen, and so he was actually sent to prison. And charged with as if he had sold narcotics to a minor, like that. That was the equivalent of renting a controlled videotape in England in the early nineteen eighties, and hence the term "video nasty," which this which this film was on. And it was it was so strange, was because there were certain attitudes or certain ideas that were more prevalent than just straight up violence and sexuality. Because this film is even by compared to early eighties horror movie standards quite tame, I'd argue.
3: Uh,
2: yeah, some of the stabbings are kind of gross, mm-hmm. but yeah,
1: it's still, like yeah, still pretty restrained, all things considered.
2: D- Valerie Burton almost
0: <laughs> yeah, fake ba- Valerie Burtonelli gets stabbed through the neck with a uh, a uh, fencing sword. Was it a foil? fencing sword? I, I looked this up. There are three types of fencing
2: swords: mm-hmm. uh, foils, Eps, and uh, sabers. Yeah. Uh, the the rapier is a 16th century sword, which um, uh, the EP and the foil derived from. Yeah, which
0: both me and Phil assumed were what they were using, <coughs> mostly because I know it from um, from Romeo and Juliet.
2: Yes, that's
1: yeah. what they were using.
0: Yeah, um, the nineteen
1: ninety six Romeo and Juliet. Right? That's what I was talking about. Yeah,
0: because they which had you have not seen, no, no, I have not seen it. Um, <laughs> which also had a very good soundtrack. Speaking of it, earlier, it yeah, it yeah, it did, it did, it did.
1: It was also an enhanced CD.
0: Mm. Ooh, so you put oh, it in so it your CD-ROM. Put it in your CD-ROM,
1: yes. So.
0: And see some very low-res video clips. Oh, yes. Uh, yeah.
1: Also, had Leonardo DiCaprio of uh, Future Titanic.
0: Yeah. Ah. Uh, ah. Uh, can't wait till the storyline is And Claire going. Danes yeah. from... Uh, Terminator 3, Rise of the, <laughs> <laughs> Rise <laughs> of the Machines. <laughs> she, was she
3: in that?
0: it. Claire Danes was in Terminator 3, Rise <laughs> of the Machines. Were
1: you of my so-called life before Terminator
0: uh the battery died on our recorder and i didn't notice um so we ended up right um right before we started describing the plot of graduation day oh dear. okay which is, that was a lot yeah we we yeah sorry guys um so patch mckenzie returns to her hometown of uh wherever they're from um it to
2: the inexplicably named patch mckenzie
0: yes patch mckenzie who kid assures me is a fake name it's,
2: it's like a name for a dog detective in a cartoon or something
0: yeah um she uh returns from her naval uh station in guam We're like a
1: kid detective name
0: yeah yeah, yeah. it's We're- patch mckenzie <laughs>
1: <laughs> kind of like the penny to inspector gadget you know?
0: <laughs> yeah exactly with a little dog she could have used the dog in this movie to help her investigate because her investigation. Oh my god, yes. She didn't really like as Kit said in the uh, the portion really of the She not really investigate no, much. She just kinda of wanders around and things happen. Um, we
2: we we discussed the part where her sister dies of a blood clot, right? You you mentioned
0: that? That's that that was in the part that got unfortunately ah. cut, that we didn't record. Um so her it this the film opens at a track meet where uh coach George Michaels, we're not making that up. That is his actual name. Um, witnesses The character's name. Yes, the character's name. Witnesses his uh, star track and field student, Laura, uh, Patch McKenzie's sister, dive a blood clot on the track in front of everyone, including her boyfriend,
1: Kevin.
2: Kevin.
0: Kevin Badger. Kevin Badger. The, oh, yeah, his
1: last name was Badger. Yeah. <laughs> How did I forget I, that? I
0: really hope that his high school nickname was The Badge. The Badge. <laughs> Kevin, um, by
2: the way, looks about the oldest. He looks he about looks, forty. Yeah,
0: he's a solid thirty-seven. <laughs> <laughs> he's in grade twenty-eight, um, and uh, he—I I thought he was the dude from the Warriors, but he's not the dude from the Warriors, from the Warriors. Um, so, uh, this film really isn't written that well. Um, it's shot very well. Some of the sequences are great. Some of the lines of dialogue are really good, like the one you pointed out, Kit, where. Um, so two of our characters that we meet who are actually not in the uh, the track team, I actually think they were added to add some running time to the film because if you look at it, they're not really connected to any other character in the film other than the narc. Are we talking about uh,
2: Discount John Travolta? Discount
0: John Travolta and Linnea Quigley. Linnea Quigley, who, uh, who is probably one of the best-known Scream Queens of all time. She was in this film. She was in Return of the Living Dead. She was in Silent Night, Deadly Night. She was in Nightmare Sisters. And she was in the difficult to pronounce or enunciate rather, sorority babes in the slime bowl bolorama. That's made up. It's not made up. Came out in 1989, directed by David Dakota. All made up. Don't Google films by David Dakota. You are in for a disappointment. <laughs> um, and even if they have have a great cover and sound awesome, you are in for a disappointment. Except his late 80s output was kind of good. Sorority Babes in the Slime Bowl bowl, slime bowl is quite funny. Um, and it actually completes Linnea Quigley's uh, career arc of going from the topless bimbo being killed in a slasher film to actually being the hero of the film and uh, standing up for herself, asserting herself, and taking control.
2: Does she still take her top off?
0: I haven't seen Sorority Babes in the Slime Bowl bowl in a long time, and I actually don't recall, so I'm, I'm guessing <laughs> not.
1: Based on the title, I would think yes, <laughs> without having seen it. Yeah, and likelihood that I might not ever see it. I don't know.
0: Don't say that out loud, because guess what? We could be watching sooner rather than later. Okay. Not next episode, because you're still stuck in nineteen ninety three, guys.
1: Well, if the ghosts of the haunted video store pick it, I I guess I'll uh, watch
2: ghosts. and discuss it.
0: What ghosts are you talking about?
2: The the ghost of. Future Graham.
0: I don't think you thought that sentence through.
2: I think I did. It goes to Future Graham. All right, all right, all right.
1: right. Um, I I think I did uh, mention mm -hmm. something about the future of uh, the the dubious future of video stores. Um, What are
0: you talking about? Video is forever. (laughs) Anyways, um, (laughs) then... Uh, where are we? Oh, uh, Linda Shane dies. So Linda Shane is uh, our first actual on-screen victim of the killer, and she is known for popping up in a lot of early 80s B-movies and also either being a credited writer on on films or an uncredited writer. And in this film, she was both uncredited as a writer and an actress, but I'm guessing she was used to kind of harness the film, some of the scenes in the film together to make them a bit more... Uh, coherent and maybe adds like definitely that line that uh, Discount John Travolta says uh, oh, we didn't even get to that we didn't yeah. even get to the disco uh, roller rink whatever the hell it is with the band Felony playing where they play that one song for 10 minutes straight gangster rock the gangster rock gangster rock yeah yeah it's a great song um, if you uh, Google or it's YouTube it's not back right no it's, it's not really but they are
2: dressed up like 1930s gangsters with, yeah like, with glam makeup, makeup, makeup
0: but... and lipstick and yeah they're they're awesome that song is good one though. of them has a double guitar yeah, you know those guitars that are like double guitars. You know, <laughs> yeah. You should get some of this. Slash has one of those. Yeah.
2: Well, okay. So uh, Patch McKenzie's sister dies from a blood yeah, clot on the, on the run track. Months later, she comes and she's driven to town by some creepy, um, creepy truck driver guy oh, who like steals up her leg that and stuff talks about and you know like you know them naval the broads
0: that are uh, lesbos, <laughs> lesbos. You're oh, not a God. lesbo, are you? So so you could only get away with that in 1981. Or technically anything time between 2011.
2: Old old Patch McKenzie holds her own, (laughs) though.
0: She does, yeah. She grabs him by the nuts and hops out. Um, And then she goes to her house, meets her up with her mother and her uh, jerk of a stepdad who keeps calling her a bitch. Her comically
2: drunk jerk stepdad. Yeah.
1: With mismatched cardigan.
0: Yep. Who has the great line at the end of the movie after everything's settled and her and her mom are having like a, thank God it's all over. You just tear off screen in the distance. Hey, where's my vodka? It's true. It was not It was a lot funnier the first time I did that joke when we, we weren't recording. Um, <laughs> the timing of the scene in the
1: film, it's impeccable. It's so good.
0: Um, so then a lot of other, teen, other teenagers die that are all on the track and field team, except for Linnea Quigley and Discount John Travolta. And it's my theory they were added to the film to add padding because they don't really interact with any of the main characters except for the NARC.
2: The NARC, yeah. We forgot they went off into the park
0: to smoke a yep. joint. And in fact, the whole the whole uh, scene a, with a jazz, cig- a jazz cigarette,
2: jazz cigarette, a uh, reefer, reefer.
0: Mm-hmm. a roach. Sure, a, it's a, not a roach, it's a pre-roach. Ah, you kids in your.
1: It's talk. it's a full blown marijuana cigarette.
0: <laughs> yeah, um, and the uh, Actually, the narc. Yeah, narc- yeah that, that's the crazy thing. So Linnea Quigley and Discount John Travolta. They do not interact with anyone else in the movie that's involved with the main plot, other than the killer. When the killer shows up, he's wearing a. Uh, fencing, fencing mask. mask and has a fencing sword and
1: is wearing a <clears> gray, <throat> gray tracksuit yep. yeah
0: and yeah even the whole the whole gangster rock sequence with felony there's no other character from the movie there other than them
2: actually uh, Linnea quickly does sleep with the music teacher right like a uh, he's he's kind of a
0: but he the music teacher he's kind just, of
2: a hacky Jerry the, Lewis showbiz type guy the music teacher
0: doesn't even interact with any of the characters from the rest of the movie either except for Vanna White and her friend right Vanna White yeah and Vanna White does encounter, um... Valerie Burton that v- Valerie the... Burton, not Valerie Bertinelli's body, which they find. Man, the plot in this is just... And
1: also the reason why uh, What's-Her-Face sleeps with the music teacher... Is, is to get out of summer school. To get out of summer school, because she's been playing truant yeah. the whole school year, and graduation day is looming.
0: Yep, yeah, it's the next day. And, okay, so... Um, Discount John Travolta has a great line that you liked quite a bit. Well, I think we all enjoyed it, but um, no, he goes off.
2: Uh, they're they're making out with yeah. Um, so
0: they leave the disco roller rink, and where then,
2: where uh, gangster uh, where what's felony, the felony, felony is playing, playing gangster rock endlessly for like ten minutes. Yeah. Um, and they uh, they they're making out, and he's like, "Oh wait, I got to do something." And he goes. Well, off. first she's like, "Is it something I did?" And he's like, "No, it's something I got to do." <laughs> Which is weird. Yep. Yeah. And he goes off to take a pee. To take a pee. That's right. That's mm-hmm. so how I say it. Um, and uh, Linnea quigley is all like, uh, oh, it must be nice being able to,
0: to pee be a guy where we and want. able to pee wherever you want. And the guy's like, Yeah, the whole said, world's my toilet. That's what he says. The whole world is my toilet. That's probably about right for discount John Travolta. Yep. At that point he was at the peak of his career. <laughs> on graduation day. Anyway, he gets murdered. Yep. Um He gets and- his head cut clean
2: off by a sword. By, a, a, yeah, one of the fencing swords, and which then you wouldn't a, think would be able to do that. No.
0: But. And then there's a very long chase scene where the uh, the killer chases Linnea Quigley around the woods and even that, I think that they were like running out of shooting time because at a certain point. Oh, it's appears.
1: it's very bright. Very daybreak. Daylight, the the yeah. continuity. Is it goes from absurd. night to day to night. But
0: I, I think that's just one of those situations <laughs> where they were shooting all night long, and then all of a sudden they're running out of time. And, and we're about twelve
1: of. minutes into Gangster Rock. Yeah.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, the end Gangster Rock is still playing. So I kind of think that, and the whole gag of this killer is that he's able to kill people in thirty seconds flat. He has a stopwatch. He stop did watch. not. He was not able to kill Linnea Quigley and discount John Travolta in 30 seconds flat. That was a solid 10 minutes of gangster rock. So what I'm guessing is that they probably shot... And the
1: roller rink's thinning out by this yeah. point. Oh yeah,
0: whenever they cut back to the roller rink, it's like when they're using tight shots, it looks packed and awesome. And whenever they cut to a wide, it just looks desolate and empty. And the and the band Felony is just you know very depressingly playing their song in the middle of the roller rink.
1: And the drummer's just going to pass out at any yeah. moment.
0: He's very into it for most of the song. But... And then he just, towards the end, just looks so haggard.
2: It's like the 20th think... take.
0: And here's the thing I actually think this sequence is probably the most interesting of the entire film. And it's the most disconnected, unlike the rest of the film as well. Because the rest of the film, it's all like either folk music or like composed score. In fact, Kit, you said the film was very Hitchcockian in certain ways.
2: Yeah, the, uh, the kind of. Um...
0: Yeah, score, it's got it's a very used. Psycho-esque score. It also yeah. has a lot of interesting montage very techniques for music, their um, the editing in it for the time. <laughs> and a couple scenes is quite impressive where they're using like almost strobing effects with other film and, and oh, yeah, sound effects yeah. to create a uh, juxtaposition of images that trigger memories in the audience and the characters that we're watching on screen.
2: So I think we all know what our favorite death was in that film. It had to be the
0: high jump. Oh, the high jump, yeah. Oh well, my really god, really the gruesome high jump. Yeah. Yeah, where the character like does well he does a high jump and then someone has put spikes all over the mat which you would notice. <laughs> you wouldn't be like you wouldn't be running up to this thing like, Oh my god, this is gonna be so good. Oh, wait, what's that? Oh no, I've already put As he's about to land. I've already he's put the javelin the ground. Horror. Oh no, oh no, I'm going up over the over the jump. I've got I've got no way out of this. Like he could have stopped several times during the the high jump.
2: I, I guess he doesn't see, see the spikes until he's, he's on, focused his on, down. His, on his way down. Who knows how he's seeing him because usually you're supposed to lie on your you fall on your back, right? In in high jumping, isn't that how you do it? You don't you don't fall on your face.
1: You're asking us as if we're experienced high jumpers.
2: Well, just you can't imagine somebody falling on their face after a. High oh jump no, jump. no, that's that's probably the best death scene. Uh, Valerie
0: Burton not fake. Valerie Burton. yeah, she gets stabbed right through the neck, right through this very cord. effortlessly. Yeah. yeah. Oh, she's a weak necked individual. Although her uh, her gymnastic uh, uh, segment of the film was quite impressive. Oh, impressive yeah. and also... Was, she was a legit gym, gymnast um, that they cast to act in this film. And it's it's not Valerie Bertinelli. We just call her that because she kind of looks like Valerie Bertinelli. Well, Coach
2: uh, Coach, Coach Michaels,
0: mm-hmm. who's also the woodworking George teacher. George Michaels. Yeah, George Michaels, the woodworking instructor slash coach of every single sport in that high school.
2: Slash possibly also the math teacher. We don't know.
0: Slash possibly the, the killer as Kit kept insinuating throughout the entire film.
2: He also looks a lot like um, Toronto Mayor John Tory. Yeah, bunch of these quote-unquote teenagers who are all pretty mid much, to late 30s yeah.
0: who um, are all older than us right now.
2: They are uh, getting killed off one by one. And then you see uh, before they get killed, you see their face get crossed off of a
1: in lipstick.
2: In lipstick, yes. And um, the 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 movie keeps on throwing little red her- herrings at you. You you sort of think it might be Coach Coach Michael. Coach, it could because be. He wears the same kind of sweat suit that the killer and wears in one scene. By kind of the same, you mean exactly the and same. And he's also at one point packing up a suitcase filled with stopwatches. <laughs> um, the principal. The princ- also, oh yes, that... the
1: creepy principal who also has a stopwatch and a drawer for and a collection. A- um, switchblades
0: which I guess,
1: yeah, guess which he makes sense a, an
0: apple if he's pulling them from students yes yeah that's that's what I was thinking too is that like it's like he either is like his his like high school which is apparently is populated by 15 people um, either constantly brings switchblades to school or he just has an awesome collection of switchblades in his desk drawer also, a cop shows up to investigate. I remember the, uh, the principal getting calls from the parents, and being like, "Why are they so upset that their kids are missing? They're probably just out having fun." And then the horrible cop shows up that doesn't know how to show him his badge. He opens up his wallet, showing the badge. The badge, yeah, is the upside badge down. is practically falling. Out of the and it, yeah, the badge is upside down, and then it quickly gets covered up by like a flap for an American Express card or something. <laughs> And also, when the cop tries to run after the killer, it's the most hilarious thing ever. It just seems like he's flailing his arms and crying. He he, he,
2: fl- he flails his arms as he runs.
0: It was very uh, disconcerting to see the police force being so lackluster. And like, oh, he,
1: oh, it takes them about ten minutes to he, catch up to the scene. He, yeah. he runs like an unathletic child. <laughs> he doesn't. He doesn't have much work to do, so he's just. It's true. There's He's, no need for him to
2: no. really it's probably usually a desk job. He, he relies a lot
0: on the narc for help. Even even us from putting the narc like, "Hey, so where's your badge?" And I just assumed that the narc was like a campus security guard. Yeah, he totally looks like campus
1: security.
0: Did, yeah. did we talk about how the narc has a joint in his gun? uh I can't remember if that if that survived. But the narc has a joint in one of the barrels in the uh, chamber for his uh, revolver. He doesn't keep a bullet; he keeps a joint. So after he kicks Linnea Quigley and uh, Discount John both out of the park, he for smoking weed, he himself lights, lights up a joint and puffs away.
2: They're pretty brazen too. He catches them smoking pot, and they're all like, "You eh, suck."
1: Well, maybe he know. Maybe they know so, that he uh, also he, he tokes. Yeah, day. and well, for and for somebody who tokes weed, he's he has zero chill. No,
2: yeah, he's not a chill guy. He's always no.
0: angry. He's definitely a tense weed guy, and
2: we get the uh, that's another red herring. There's a, the movie sort of suggests that maybe he's the killer.
0: Yep, maybe he's the killer. They, yeah, he's not. No, who is the killer, Kit? Uh,
2: did did we mention him? I don't know if this uh, was
0: like- yeah. The 37 year old, or maybe that was in the part that got deleted. But he oh. was the uh, Kevin the boyfriend Badger. of lawyer Kevin Badger, a.k.a. The, the Badge. The Badger, or as I like to call him, the Badge. That's the guy you thought was in the Warriors. Yeah, the guy who I thought was the dude from the Warriors, but wasn't. He plays Laura's boyfriend, and he's not
1: actually nicknamed the Badge.
0: Either, no, no. no. no just, but in my he head, called... he's nicknamed the Badge. He's the Badge. He's <laughs> the Badge. <laughs> Kevin Badger. The Kevin the Badge Badger. He
2: um... <sighs> turns. So he's um, Patch. <laughs> this, this is going to sound so convoluted. <laughs> he's um, Patch Mackenzie's younger sisters boyfriend who's clearly 38 who when she dies of the blood clot on the uh, field he's the first one to run to her aid and um but he's also seen throughout the film just playing a guitar he seems to be an he's right playing guy. a harmonica dancing yeah.
0: on uh, on the table in the cafeteria correct yeah which when kids said hey did this ever happen to you guys in high school me and phil and unison both said no yeah i was never <laughs> like Neither hanging one
2: of around with the kids who were playing guitar and singing songs and clapping yeah in the cafeteria.
0: Yeah. Let's Kids not in my talk high school
2: that. just <laughs> smoked
0: weed and played hacky sack.
2: Bunch of smoking weed skaters in my high school.
0: So how do we how do we wrap up this conversation on because graduation? Any handball?
2: Day, there there's nothing No. not really. No.
0: Handball, hacky sack, weed, skaters, Well, used. and also cigarettes. Cigarette smoking yeah, was Cigarette smoking was bad. Yeah, everyone <laughs> smoked <laughs> I was, cigarettes. I was really in high big school. in my high school. Oh yeah, me too. Our infamous <laughs> smokers section. Yep.
1: Spitting was very big.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Spitting. Tagging. Tagging walls. So how do we wrap up this uh, discussion of Graduation Day? Because there's nothing – it's not like Pieces or or uh, Blood Rage where like there's a lot of weirdness in it because it's not a very weird movie. And oh,
2: just the uh, Kevin character is weird. We get some yeah. oh, indication. Kevin oh, Kevin gets real <laughs> no, we Haven't we no. talked about the ending yet? No, we haven't talked about the ending. We get some indication that he's weird because uh, old Patch McKenzie. <laughs> old Patch McKenzie. That's yeah. how she should be known. Even um, though she's
0: quite young in this film and raid. Right, yeah.
1: As as we've discussed, probably
0: this younger is so, than this. Sonia Smiths
1: in Videodrome totally cribs her look.
0: God. Yeah. Oh. Oh, with the up 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 hairdo. Yeah. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. The navy. And, and also
1: look? The, also the dress as well that True, she yeah. Is, yeah.
0: She's an ensign in the military in the navy, which mm-hmm. instantly made me hum the Star Trek The Next Generation theme song. Um mm. mm-hmm,
3: mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. <laughs> uh,
0: yep yep yeah, see? Oh, yeah, yeah. they all assume that it's the coach and then because he the coach like they discover the the body of not val or actually vanna white discovers and by the way it's the legit real vanna white not yeah not a not, fake, not vanna, a fake white. Vanna, this vanna white is real vanna no white. discount vanna white no not vanna white this is vanna white
1: this is right before wheel of fortune merv yeah. griffin was watching graduation day I was like
2: well she actually I, opens <laughs> the locker with the uh corpse of Not Valerie Bertinelli, Mm -hmm. just
0: like she might turn one of the letters on on Wheel of Fortune. It was very airy seeing that happen because you're like, is she going to go for a vowel or is she going (laughs) to open up the door? Um, So she opens up the, the locker. Not Valerie Bertinelli falls out. Uh, the coach kind of comes in and is like, "Oh, what's going on?" and very nonchalantly like starts moving picks around. Picks up evidence, the murder weapon. Picks up the murder weapon and kind of like just further points tampering it. with the
3: evidence. And, oh. he,
0: and he points it at the other girls in the in the locker room, just sort of like, "Hey, look at this." Um, and and then just runs. Yeah, and then Kevin comes in. They wrestle. They tussle a little bit. Oh
2: yeah, badly choreographed uh, fight scene. They there. just kind of
0: hug each other in a weird way, and then Kevin chases him out. Side and then uh, Patch McKenzie chases him, and then the cop chases him in her high heels. Yeah, and then the cop chases him poorly, um, and that's when Kevin confesses that he's the one that killed everybody, and he's sets setting up the coach. But then the cop decides to just shoot randomly and kills the coach dead. Um,
1: oh, and Kevin breaks out his stopwatch, and yeah,
0: because uh, it only took him thirty, 30 seconds, seconds to kill, to kill everyone, everyone except for Lanaya Quigley. Lie. Yep, we tracked it and timed it. That's that sequence was 10 minutes long um we have stopwatches here as well we do we do um <laughs> and then what happened well
2: they did pretty much quickly ghost um patch mckenzie i guess, everything's everything's gone everybody's uh like oh i can't believe it was the coach all along yeah. um patch mckenzie goes oh right. to, goes to pick it, up her sister's um trophy yeah her dead sister's trophy and it turns like, out that oh, kevin already got it Kevin already has that.
0: So she goes to Kevin's house, sees his uh, non-communicative grandmother,
2: his creepy wooden statue. Yeah, the penis hanging out.
0: Yeah, and it's a creepy wooden statue of uh, someone called erotic art kit. All right. Um, and then after that, she goes upstairs to you his room. You could say it's
1: lifelike, even. Yeah.
0: No, <laughs> no, it's not. No, it's not. So after that, <laughs> it's she... a it's a bad depiction of lifelike. I didn't think that was the intent, but uh, whatever. So. Back to graduation day. After she gets there, she goes upstairs to his room, and it kind of looks normal, and then she sees someone sitting in a chair, and in a further homage to Psycho now that I realized. With a graduation that, cap the graduation and cap and gown. gown she walks yeah, they're, around. they're like piss yellow graduation caps and gowns. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
1: I noticed that. Very ugly graduation yeah, yeah. caps and gowns.
0: Super ugly. So almost in another nod to Psycho, she walks around to reveal, oh my god, it's her dead sister that Kevin dug up from the grave. And also, Kevin's room is full of swords and axes and... And like uh, fencing swords, Arthur Conan Doyle, like savage art, and a Vampirella, Vampirella comic poster. on the wall or poster on the wall. Um, and then, you know, it confesses that Kevin's gone nuts and he and dug Kevin up. Kevin
2: comes in and yeah, yeah. He I, dug
0: up her sister and he's going to marry the corpse. And, and I need you to kiss the bride because he's just nuts. And <laughs> then he falls out a window. And I eat he her dead
2: sister. Patch yeah. McKenzie pushes him out of a window.
0: No, Patch... Patch, Patch McKenzie
1: pushes the corpse,
0: the of, corpse her of her sister... sister onto him, who then for, the weight forces him to fall out the window, but he's fine. He just kind of lands. And
1: oh, yeah, he has, he has nary a scratch on
2: yeah, him. He's got, like, no. blood coming out of his ear, mm-hmm. so
0: maybe there's some internal damage. Yeah. But. And here's the next thing I realize. She runs all the way back to the high school, all the way to the, the outdoor stadium underneath the bleachers. When In her, her high heels. If she did all that, she could have just ran to a police station.
2: Or at least stopped to take off her high heels.
0: Yeah. She gets there. They fight underneath the bleachers. She finds some more bodies that he stashed around. And then our old friend, the high jumper, comes back into play. Ah, yes. When uh, He's still
2: there on his spikes.
0: Spikes are all sticking out of him, hanging from a door. Um, she pushes um, Kevin, and at first he's like, "Oh, this can't hurt me!" But he stumbles further back into the spikes and gets stabbed, and then
2: and he has an expression on his
1: face.
0: Oh, the the expression is priceless. He yeah. just,
1: just "Like, oh, really?
2: Come on, <laughs>
0: that's how <laughs> I'm, is gonna, how gonna, I'm go gonna
1: go down. Die.
0: <laughs> yeah, and... my own
2: spike trap."
0: And. He dies, and that's kind of the end of the movie.
2: Well, there's a uh, little jump scare at the
0: end. As, oh uh, yeah, yeah, when Drunk Patch Step McKenzie is uh, sleeping,
2: sleeping, big smile on her face.
0: Mm-hmm. And then she, uh, then Door Kevin opens. materializes in the doorway. He comes into the room. He raises the knife high. Then the mom comes in and goes like, "Oh, you woke her up." And she flicks on the light. And then smash cut to it's her stepfather holding a empty vodka bottle. And her mother's like, come on, go to bed, go to bed. What's her stepfather saying? It's like, she's always causing trouble. Something <laughs> trite and stupid like that, yeah.
1: And doesn't doesn't her mom, like, mention something like how uh, she's, oh, I gotta fetch his vodka again, or something, something like that. Something like
0: that, yeah. Yeah, yeah so... That's the end of the movie. And that's it, yeah. Yeah. She so, gets into a yellow cab and... and drives away. And then we have at the end yeah, of the credits... There's still the graduation st- day sign. Yeah, still the graduation day banner hanging over the town.
2: There's a stinger at the end of the credits.
0: Where it's revealed that another person is holding a stopwatch.
2: <gasps> graduation day two.
0: Graduate harder. Um, <laughs> graduation day two held
3: back. Yeah, exactly. There you go. Summer Summer school. Summer
0: school. <laughs> Um. So, Kit, did you have any more? Because you took some notes. Is there any more like things you want to touch on with this film?
2: Uh, no, no. It was directed by a man named Herb Fried.
0: Yeah, Herb Fried, who went on to direct, uh, Tomboy, and uh, I think that's that's it. Did we mention the music teacher? Oh, he. Oh, Tom Fried. Tom Fried was a. Sorry, I just remembered. He actually was before he became a filmmaker, was a rabbi. A dance instructor. Herb Fried, you mean? Herb Fried. Herb Fried. What did I call him? Tom 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 Fried. Fried. Herb Fried was actually a rabbi, a dance instructor, and a door to door salesman before he became a a film director. I want to know how he made the leap from dance instructing rabbi to film director. I really, 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 really do. It's a natural evolution, Graham. Sure, it is. A slasher film director. Yeah um yeah i mean i wish i could say more about graduation it's competently put together it's competently That's shot
2: some of the uh some of the set design is pretty cheap as we know oh right oh, at the end yeah very yeah. cheap well i think
0: that i think it was one of those things like because it was a lower budget film two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. i think they were at certain points fighting the elements like when it goes from <clears> night <throat> to day to night it's clearly like they shot all night long because they only had so many out like so many days with that those actors and in those probably locations so when they were just like oh god the sun's coming up just just point it in a dark corner and shoot but that doesn't really do it or they weren't
2: getting the shots in the dark and they're like we have to refilm these in the morning when there's actual light
0: um and then at the end scene the room that she's in looks like a room but when the door opens to the hallway outside it's clearly a roll of paper that has been stretched down as if it's the wall yes and or they just live in a shitty house. From <laughs> we have paper a, for walls. It's under renovation. I mean, this is this isn't carpet. It's play doh. Um,
1: it's, it's, they're going for
0: hard realism.
1: Yeah, they're doing some rental.
0: I can totally tell that the the art department was like just there were lazy. termites, and they were just like, you know what. On film, it'll look real. I know to your eye, it looks like paper, but trust me, on film with the lighting, it's gonna look so real you won't even tell. And
1: so it's well shot, given the subpar the yeah. production design.
0: Well, I mean, most of the production design was good. I just think they ran out of money. Like I think that's oh, just that's sure. just the situation where it's like crap. We can't build a wall. Let's just made put down for some an paper. estimated
1: two hundred fifty thousand dollars. Yeah, patch.
0: but it made a good good investment And yeah. I mean. It's ninety six minutes long, and it's probably like I mean, it's it's well acted. To be honest, like all the actors in it were quite good. No one was like laugh out loud bad. Um, Kevin. Kevin. Kevin was a little weirdo, but he met was meant to be kind of a weirdo. Oh yeah, like, like he hams it good. The
2: McGregor's a bit of a ham too. As yeah, well. McGregor's a total ham. Yeah, the, the narc, the narc cop.
0: Yeah, and the police detective is pretty shit. Um,
2: he, he doesn't run well.
0: No. Or do anything while well as a police detective. But no,
2: he's just kind of... He really doesn't move the plot along. No.
0: You know what? You know what? This isn't the best slasher. I think it's a good first slasher to do on this podcast. We will do more because I love slasher films. I always think that slasher films are like jazz. It's all variations on the same theme, and you can make them really great.
2: Just murdering teenagers would be the
1: theme.
0: Jazz or garage rock or... Yeah, uh, or punk rock. Or punk but rock. But I prefer jazz because there's a bit more... Bit more uh, colors to the palette that you can work with. Yes. Oh dear. And some of my favorite slashers actually don't feature teenagers. Some of there's a, actually what is that that slasher film? It's escape me, but it's it's old people. I can't remember the name of it. So mostly,
2: mostly dead d- teenagers. Though. Yeah, I am. Yeah, 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 exactly. who doesn't like dead teenagers? Yeah. I, must speak to uh, I thought you were
1: literally of... talking about a slasher movie where old people are being
0: murdered. No, no, I'm literally talking about a slasher movie where old people are being murdered. I can't remember the name of it, though. What it is, is it about me? dead
2: teenagers that makes... Well, the
0: whole, the whole reason, because they have looked into it... Because they've
2: got their whole life ahead of them,
0: well, and it's extra well, tragic? Well, the whole idea is that films... It was The slasher films were aimed for, aimed for teenagers. It was for the driving market okay, yeah. for second-run movie theaters that they didn't really look at the ages of people going in, but they are like 17, 18, 16, 15 going in to see these films. And the thing is, by focusing on teenagers, they gave them identifiable characters because the teenage film outside of John Hughes didn't really exist. I mean, there were good teenage films beyond before John Hughes. Fast Times at Ridgemont Fast High. Fast Times at Ridgemont High. I'd say um, Tufter from two episodes ago. Uh, what's another good one? Reckless, featuring Adrian Quinn and H- Daryl Hannah. The Outsiders. The Outsiders, yeah. And Rumblefish. Rumblefish. Big ups to uh, Francis Ford Coppola, or Franny Cop as I like to call him.
2: <laughs> he-, he loves it when you call him that. Good old F Copp. Uh, F F Coppola.
0: Uh, F F Coppola. They, you know, if you wanted to see teenagers that were a bit more rough around the edges, that lived a little, you went to a slasher film. And also, what they found, psych- psychologically speaking, is that for teenagers, because... They don't have that um, appreciation for that, you know, their life could end one day. They have that whole immortal feeling. I guess that, the, like, Rebel Without a
2: Cause would be an yeah. early precursor to this whole thing.
0: Yeah. Live fast, die, die young. young. But the the whole thing is they found, psychologically speaking, is that when a teenager or any person sort of gets that fear or of death in them from a movie or a book or otherwise, it creates a... A psychological condition where you actually experience those really feelings feelings of terror and your body reacts accordingly but when you when the movie ends and you're like oh it's just a movie your body also reacts uh good as well by releasing endorphins and they say that slasher movies and horror movies in general are good psychologically as long as they don't mess you up so where you're having nightmares about it for like months later but like you come out being like i'm okay you're okay everything's still okay I mean, it's not because Trump's in the White House, but whatever. But, um, they... Not for long. It creates a, not a sense of euphoria, but just a sense of better understanding your place in the universe. So, with that being said, guys, do you want to work at this video store? I've got two (laughs) uniforms right here. I've got the uh, prescribed shoes for you guys. Um...
2: I've been eating video store popcorn for the last three weeks I know
0: you're not going to get a paycheck for like a good month Because of that ah. um, I thought so that yeah. was free for customers You guys aren't customers You haven't paid for one god darn thing Damn it.
1: But we're going to work For food yeah. And Movies
0: mm-hmm. And you're going to live in 1993 forever And ever And ever And ever And you'll never get out of here
3: You'll just sit here and
0: love James Cameron with me.
1: <laughs> we just totally skipped over Kit soul's mischief reference, and I think it's time to acknowledge that.
2: Yeah, we're going to be here from 93 till, till infinity. infinity. This is how we chill. Yeah. Forever. Kill
1: all that whack shit.
2: <laughs> hey, hey, Graham. Yeah? Would you be able to grab me some more of that movie popcorn from across the room there? Sure.
0: Let me just walk over there.
2: Hey, Phil, I don't think this is Graham.
0: No, there's something
1: very dubious about uh, this Graham.
2: Well, it it doesn't really even make sense because, I mean, actual Graham would have been what, like 12 in
1: 1993? Not even. No, yeah, he's like (laughs) 9 going on 10, I'd say.
2: (laughs) So, so I've got my suspicions. I think one of the evil spirits from the uh, video store that we were in, in 2017, has somehow hijacked us. Yeah, oh, wow, wow. Maybe we should have watched that movie we didn't watch. Yeah. What was it what called? Are you,
0: what are you guys saying? What are you guys talking about?
2: Oh, you got my popcorn, thank you.
0: What movie? What movie?
2: Uh. What about Cannibal Ferox?
0: Don't say that movie. You'll stay, do not get that movie. Which movie, Cannibal Ferox? Stop saying it. Stop saying it.
1: <laughs> Cannibal Ferox? Oh, no. Oh, no.
3: Oh, my God. <laughs> Oh my, god. Oh my god.
1: god! This chaos is making me cough. Wait a minute. What happened? Oh uh, yeah. Uh, we're still in the same video store, but it's crappier than it was in 1993.
2: It, it's it's it's
1: moldier too.
0: Ew. Yeah, that, that's what I'm saying. Phil, Kit, is that you? Graham? Graham! Hey, guys. Hi. Wait, wait, wait. Graham. Yes? What do you think of James Cameron? I think he's a suffering dickbag of awfulness. Oh, His Graham! Are- Yay! So, I guess we don't have to watch Cannibal Ferox, but... No, we should watch that. Okay, why should we watch? What changed your mind? I don't know. I've been through a lot these
2: past three weeks.
0: Yeah, I was wondering. You guys just kind of disappeared last time.
1: Yeah, uh, um, we (laughs) we kind (laughs) of wanted to watch uh, Cannibal Holocaust, but we decided on Cannibal Ferox.
0: Okay, so next week we'll be watching Cannibal Ferox. God damn it! So, anyways, um, just keep on going with this uh, whole video nasty theme. Yeah, the, uh, the video store... Uh, hey, there's no, like, lightning and thunder. I think the ghosts might, might be happy. What have you been doing these past three weeks? I've been living my life, Kit. I you, come back here every week, and you guys still aren't here, so I'm you, just...
2: You didn't bother to, like, tell a police detective we were missing? Or...
0: Yeah, I did. They've been looking for you for, like, three weeks now. So we're going go to go right to the station, and you're going to address that with them. I should probably call my mom. Yeah. So, with that being said... Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week on Oh No You Don't. Who's that? I think you know who I am.
2: It's 1993, Graham. Oh no!
0: No, no, no. You're not me. You're the ghost of 1993. What a year. Well, you got me there. Um okay, enough <laughs> of this crap um, thanks for watching er, thanks for watching Thanks for listening to this by video please check us out on Instagram and Facebook Please subscribe to us on iTunes and give us a like on SoundCloud I have a, I have been Graham
1: I've been Phil
0: I've been Kit Until next week please be sure to rewind and we'll see you next time
3: that gonna that girl. Gonna kill that girl tonight, night. Hey, skinny to kill that girl. Hey, skinny to kill that girl. Hey, skinny hey, to kill that girl tonight, night. When I saw her walking down the street, froze in fear and skipped a beat. Then he knocked her on the floor, but he wanted a little bit more. Hey, skinny to kill that girl. Hey, skinny to kill that girl. Gonna kill that girl tonight, not Eh, it's gonna kill that girl Eh, gonna kill that girl hey it's hey, gonna, hey, gonna kill that girl tonight, not When I saw her walking down the street, all this still and skipped the a bit Then he knocked her on the floor, but he wanted a little bit more And he I it off her feet, and then I knew it was the end of her. Hey, it's gonna kill that girl. Hey, it's gonna kill that girl. Hey, it's gonna kill that girl tonight. Hey, that girl tonight. Hey, it's gonna kill that girl. Hey, it's gonna kill that girl. Hey. Kill that girl tonight, night When I saw a walk and dance deep My heart fits the end, skip the beat Then he knocked her on the floor But he wanted a little bit more